Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you'd like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore, and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to episode 100 of Lore Hammer Listener Lore. I'm your host, Mark, and joining me once again, twice this week, Maddie Boy. Welcome back. Hey there, buddy. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, you know, I got to this episode and I thought, who do I want? Who is one of my most favorite people to have on the show? Maddie Boy. Oh, you're so good. I'm so known for tearing apart lore, so I'm just wondering what what sweet gentle boy i get to destroy this time yeah well you're gonna be in for a real treat because it'll be my my lore so you'll be able to rip me a new one i know how much you like rooting around in my asshole so yes oh my god all up inside of you yeah this, no I'm, I'm super excited to share this like uh i've been doing 40k for many many years over 20 years and I've written a lot of different lore, uh, but it's usually in Let's Acanum style articles or information, you know? This is my first time ever really writing a narrative piece before. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. I, I've seen the army that you're working on for this, and I'm just so excited to kind of get more in-depth behind them. So. Yeah. One thing I was doing with this army, so I we released an episode in listener lore called the Astra Crota. So definitely go back and listen to that because it's my space marine chapter who hunts um, crotalids. But yeah, like with this army, I wanted to really like flex a lot of different muscles, not only hobby. Like I wanted to do learn how to green stuff and learn how to do green stuff scales properly. Uh, I wanted to learn how to write a narrative. I just wanted to try to push myself in a bunch of different areas. For basing, I've been talking about trying to do water effects. So this army was really just like, how many different things can I really try to improve on in my 40k walk of life, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, and you doing Primaris Space Marines, which is yeah something, something so many people will be sending messages in about saying, <laughs> Mark said he would never do this. Mark's a filthy liar. Yeah, yeah, and you can call me that all day you want, and you would be partly correct, but just know that I did not give GW a single dollar for these Primaris Marines. They're, they're recast, so fuck GW for scamming us. It was crazy, man. I remember buying these models and then spending so much fucking money and it was half price technically because it was a recast and then i got them and i'm like why do i only have three miniatures why are all these boxes full of three guys and charging me 80 bucks like what the fuck gw i remember when i got ten dollars a box tactical squads and now you're giving me boxes with three fucking guys in it all of a sudden like, yeah right 
yeah. for double the fucking cost. So I will never support GW and their Primaris Marine range, but I did end up getting sucked into the minis somehow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And GW, if you're listening, take notes. Yeah, take yeah. Notes. Lower your fucking prices. Like you're being silly at this point. Like it's it's yeah. silly. But we're not here to bitch and complain. I'm actually really excited. Let's let's read this story that I've written. It is called Prey. And it's called Prey as in P-R-E-Y. Not the other kind that's often done in 40k. Perfect. I feel them. I feel them all around me. Lurking in the depths. A galaxy infested. Nothing more than brutes. Killing machines. Waiting to erupt in the next storm of violence. I hate them. Nothing more than an infestation needing to be eradicated. I feel their presence pounding on the barriers of my mind. They would devour me if I let them, but I am not in danger from them. I open my mind a little more, stepping into the shallows of the warp. I know you are there. I sense you are close. Another proverbial step into the shadows, baiting them to strike. And another. Kaboom! The nearby sound of an explosion shook the Eternal Hunter and his thoughts back to the chaos of battle around him. As debris, dust, and scrap metal rained down around him, he was in no danger. His power armor made sure of that. The Astartes could hear the different sounds of metal impacting on his armor, the sharp ping of ricochets off his plasteel plate, and the low thud of impacts being absorbed on the large reptilian-scaled cape draped around his shoulders. The hunter quickly surveyed the war zone before him. With his Astartes senses and training and three centuries of experience, he quickly absorbed every detail of his environment. Surrounded by rusty metal sheets slapped haphazardly together, some were crudely painted red or blue or covered in sloppy colorful graffiti. Other sheets had bullet holes with clear signs of looting. Some sheets were oddly cut, others bent into place. Layers upon layers of metal stacked together, creating a metal belly of this beast. A massive orc spaceport. Excuse me. A massive orc spaceport. Besides the hunter stood his fellow battle brothers, members of the Adeptus Astartes, the Astra Crota. Five Astartes displaying the colors of the chapter, brown, black, white, with gold accents. Their Mark X tactic Tacticus armor was draped with thick scales, Necklaces made with large, uh, sharp teeth and bones, among other fetishes from their kills. Small pyramid spikes fastened to their shins not only added extra protection, but also acted as a blunt, blunt mace-like weapon that caught many foes lacking. Their savage appearance was only enhanced when covered in the red splatters of blood from their latest kills. Hunter, where are they? A low voice crackled over the vox. The squad stood on a rickety metal walkway over top of massive metal chasms surrounded by dead orc corpses. There were walkways in all directions, some leading to locked metal doors, others broke off and fell into nothing, fell into the nothingness below. A metal maze. They are close. We must go deeper. I feel them. Our main battle company is fully engaged in the port's primary hangar, drawing as many orcs their way as possible. We should meet re less resistance as we approach our target. This way, brothers. The hunter said as he motioned down a specific gantry. The plan was simple. Locate and eliminate the target. But even the simplest plans had its difficulties. The target had been tracked through the warp to this location. A massive orc spaceport. 
Their energies had been gathering for many years, and the chapter's librarians had predicted that a nearby Imperial planet was in imminent danger. Their options were to destroy the port, but after some early salvo rounds had been fired from the battlecruiser, it was quickly discovered that the orcs were utilizing a shield generator too strong for their current ordnance to break through. A boarding action was the only appro approach left. The Astartes of the Astro Proto First Battle Company would create a spearhead and ultimately a distraction in the main hangar bay. They would hold this position, drawing as many orcs to them as possible, until the hunter and his squad could had eliminated the threat deep in the port. The Astra Crota's the Astra Crota's Astartes all wore Mark X Gravis armor, some of the best armor of the Imperium, and were experts in take and hold missions. And so the hunt began. The squad darted across walkways, engaging in firefights with orc defenders before carrying our on. Each member of his team handpicked for their abilities. The twins, Altors and Tarkin, had been the first to join him on his crusade. Still young and impulsive, they left their brothers of battle, their brothers of the battle company behind, joining the hunter for a greater purpose, the eternal hunt. Hunting together since the early, their earliest memories, they worked in perfect unison together. When one went low, the other went high. They showed their skill at arms once again as they sliced and blasted their way through orc flesh in a dance of destruction and fury, one brother with twin blades and the other with twin plasma pistols. There were no better warriors to take with him into the depths. As they reached the end of the walkway, the squad gathered on a platform with a locked blast door in front of them. Brother Tech Marine, get the door open. Brother Apothecary, cover us, the hunter commanded. As Karak the Tech Marine got to work hacking a nearby control panel, uh, Karak got to work hacking a nearby control panel. Karak was a master in understanding many forms of Zeno's tech, claiming himself a self-taught tech marine, the Mechanicum claiming him a tech heretic for his bizarre understanding and dabbling with Zeno's tech under their tutelage. Whatever the case, besides the hunter was one of the few places left for someone with a curious mind such as his. Apothecary back set up for firing arc, dialing in his custom bolt rifle, each bark of the bolter sure to end the life of whatever is at the end of its scope. Having a moment to, of reprieve to think, the hunter let his mind drift again, back into the shallows of the warp, in search for his prey. Back into the shallows. I know you are there. You can't hide from me. My mind is steel as I expose myself to the energies. I clench the tooth of my prey in my fist and use it as an anchoring point. I slowly probe the depths, searching. Finally, a ripple in the currents, faint but unmistakable. I have found you. He broke his trance and returned to the enormous ramshackle facility the orcs called a spaceport. The walkway from which they came was littered with mangled and broken bodies of orcs, some piled high enough to provide some cover on their approach. But no place was safe from apocryphary backs. But no place was safe from apocryphary backs' sight, as round after perfectly placed round found their target. His oath of vengeance rang true as bolts rained down in the field. After serving as a healer and surgeon in the apothecarian for over 200 years, Bax was devastated from seeing too many of his battle brothers fall. He had picked up his rifle and fired 100 successful engagements against the enemies of the Imperium, 
one for each battle brother he had lost, and so orc after orc fell. With a hiss, the blast door slid open, revealing a mob of orcs on the other side ready for a conflict, a mighty war echoing through the air. Bullets filled the air as orc shooters unloaded in the general direction of the squad. Five orcs with an assortment of crude melee weapons raised above their heads, quickly closed the gap between them and the hunter. None shall stand before me. The hunter yelled the words as his eyes began to glow a bright yellow. The flash of light that shot from the hunter's outstretched hand sparked towards the oncoming horde, frying them instantly, cooking and sizzling, smoke pouring from their burnt corpses. The rest of the orcs were no match for the Astartes' collective fury. This way, brothers. I feel them in the depths of this place, a little further. The hunter's words had a hint of pleasure to it, clearly reveling in the hunt. The Astartes were unstoppable. Orc after orc was laid low with bolster and blade, and their relentless assault. Deeper into the metal shell of the beast, as they moved through the halls and rooms, battle reports from the main battle company were received. Securing the main transport bay. The orc numbers are unending, but we hold strong until the completion of the main objective. A war boss has engaged us. Minor, minor casualties reported. Quicken your approach. The lieutenant's voice was calm as he relayed bits of information. The hunt wouldn't be much longer now. The splash of prey in the warp was close. There was no more hi hiding from the hunter. They are in the next chamber, the hunter said confidently. As the next blast door was ripped off the hinges by Carrick's shoulder-mounted servo arm and flung aside, the squad poured through and into a large chamber full of pipes, pumps, and vats, moisture thick in the air. Some areas of the room had been flooded due to broken pipes and other orc mismanagement. A unique smell permeated the room, a mix of rotting meat, shit, and animal. There, the hunter pointing and speaks with cold disdain, eliminate with extreme prejudice. There was no escape now. Trapped and nowhere left to jump, the hunter found his prey. Massive reptiles, some wading through the murky waters, while others resting on water pumps, absorbing the heat that poured off of them. Near 100 of the beasts filled the chamber. The sight of their prey sent the Astartes in motion, unleashing their inner predator. The overwhelming noise of bolter, chainsword, and bestial roars bounced off pools of water, echoing off the chamber walls. Minutes later, the chamber fell silent as the last chain dagger finished spinning out. Standing knee-deep in a mix of toxic water and blood, the hunter surveyed the carnage he and his squad had inflicted in such a short time, kicking the floating body of his prey away from him to get a better view of his now lifeless target. A 25-foot-long beast, scales as hard as steel covered its body, long spikes protruding from along its neck and spine. Its long muscular tail was broken in half. At the end of its reptilian form, where the head should be, 
now ended in a bloody ruin of scale, bone, and flesh. The hunter triumphantly, raising his power fist high for all to see the head of the beast, a long, massive jewel lined with teeth the size of knives and yellow beady eyes, now lifeless, scaled, and spiked. There are no more creatures. There are no creatures more foul in this galaxy than these crocolid beasts, the hunter says in disgust, toss tossing the creature's head aside, activating his vox. Lieutenant, target eliminated. Prepare for evacuations. We are done here. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cool. So that's what I wrote, Matt. Normally I'm the one yelling. What do you, what, what do you think? Well, no, I really enjoy this story. I I hate to say it on one of your Lorehammer listener lords because that's not the type of character I try to uh, <laughs> that's not... project on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try and be the Simon Cowell of Warhammer, just be nasty all the time. <laughs> now, I I really enjoyed it. I think really got the theme out. You can kind of um, the thing that I always loved about your army and your lore is that any any kind of conflict is just a secondary mission for the true the true mission which is always very kind of almost stealth and covert trying yeah. to like pick out and yeah i i think is really nice people who don't know anything about your uh your chapter would read this and be like oh i can't wait for a big old story with a with an orc war band yeah and that's like just totally the secondary mm -hmm. objective yeah, like I, I when writing this, I tried to like keep the prey completely oblivious until the very end, and I even tried to write it as if I was talking about the orcs. Like in the beginning, he's talking about hunting his prey, and I'm like, they're nothing more than brute killing machines waiting to erupt in the next storm of violence. Like, and he yeah. talks about them being an infestation. Like all these words are words to describe orcs, essentially, but mm. also the crotalids. So I really tried to lean into it. Like, uh, yeah, they're. Are they hunting an orc war boss? What's in the depths? And then you find out, shit, they did all of this just to kill some fucking crocodiles. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's the best thing about it because it is just, is something that, you know, what I've always found interesting about Warhammer is the kind of, the weird, more granular stories, you know? And like, let's face it, crotalids are such a massive threat. They're so cool and they're so weird. And <laughs> yeah. just how do you deal? Like, how do you deal with them? Well, I just so seen I think... a picture the other day. Sorry to all the people in Florida. My heart goes out to you guys with the Hurricane Ian. But I seen some pictures of like crocodiles in people's houses just swimming in two feet of water. And it's like, what do you do? Well, you call oh, yeah. the Astrocrota if you can. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, that's the thing is just like it's one of these apex predators and i think you really nailed it on the head where it's just and it's just it's such a nice i 
I almost want to see this like drawn up as like a graphic novel because mm. it has like it just has so many like unique things. You imagine like walk it like everything's com- completely silent. And then you walk into this last thing. Now it's just like crocodiles. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Oh, oh my God. And then like these five guys are looking at him like, yeah, okay. <laughs> now we can start working. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I really enjoy it. I, I love the idea of it. I like the way that you've executed it. And the fact that you've kind of got characters come into a four as well. Like this yeah. main squad. But you also have the other side where, you know, it it makes it really interesting. And if you ever did play Warhammer, you could do some really interesting things with these guys, like through yeah. secondary objectives and stuff. Like yeah, like this know. these guys I would make into like a kill team, and then also yeah, chump somehow use them as like yeah spec ops. Well, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, or like you know these guys will only fight if engaged. And you're trying to every yeah, like, yeah. your own mini mission is trying to get into the end of the board because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what you know what I mean. Like that's their kind of main mission. It's, <laughs> yeah, is is really dope, and you know it works well with the models that you've got, like yeah. because if people don't know, like Mark's modeled all of these up, and you know all of the characters have models and stuff. Which yeah. if you don't put pictures on when you release this episode, I'm going to be. I'm coming down there. And I'm <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll release some pictures. Yeah, because I do have characters for all of them. They're in various stages of being built. Some are missing shoulder pads, but, you know, um, they're all characters. I, I really enjoyed making these characters and coming up with kind of unique ways uh, why these characters are allowed to kind of just leave the Astartes and just kind of do their own thing, essentially, because they're given a lot of free reign. So, you yeah. know, I came up with the, my tech priest who's, you know, maybe a closet heretic with his tech, you know, just slide that in there very casual. You know, I gave the other guy that oath of vengeance where it's like, I got this guy basically until he's dead. He's just going to be out here doing mission after mission now trying to re- redeem his fallen brothers. Yeah. Um, and then, I, you know. I, th- I think even when you say about like the kind of heretic thing, like, it kind of almost puts into perspective how little these guys think about anything apart from the main mission. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like I'll use Eldar kind of kit. I'll use Orc kit. I'll use anything I can yeah. to get rid of Crowlets. Yeah. Like, this is what we're up to. This is our mission. And kind of it, it all kind of permeates throughout the story where even though they're fighting a war against Orcs, it's just like, well, who cares? Like, who cares how many battle brothers go down for that? Because we need to take out this nest. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're the most badass extermination force. In, <laughs> like, in 40K. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was the thing I was kind of going for. It was just like, these these guys, they don't like crotalids. They don't. Like, people always write me, like, oh, they're crocodile Dundee. And they make all these jokes and, like, oh, they must honor the crotalid. They wear their teeth. It's like, no, 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 no. They despise these things. Like the reason this chapter was founded, because uh, one of the high lords of terror, Terra's vacation worlds, got infested by one of these jumps, and then the whole planet was ruined. So he's like, "We we need to deal with this because I need that vacation home back." So it's right. like right from the get go, it's like this like exterminate these things. Like there's no, they're the worst things in the galaxy. And I I really tried to drive that home when writing this. Like even the final line, I I. I left you with there are no more foul creatures in the galaxy than these crotalid beasts. Like they hate them. <laughs> yeah. 
no, that's the thing. And like, this is the thing. I think people think like, ah, well, you wear the skin, so you must honor them. But, you know, in 40K, there's so many reasons why yeah. that can come across. Especially they, if they like, carry oh, the skulls of like cultists that they've slain. Like they don't honor them. It's like this right? is like a fucking trophy. And, and it's like a warp presence animal as well. There could be like some weird connection where yeah. like, you know, they get some kind of feeling or, you know, they're using these as like fetishes to almost try and like, maybe they feel when it's like starting to yeah. gather up and the whole cap chapter gets like real blood horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my Lex Academy style article that I read, I did write about some of the rituals that like the librarians do where they hold the teeth and channel warp energy through the teeth and into their hand. And, you know, of course yeah. there's some blood consumption and stuff like that to help and all that. But yeah. Yeah. I, um, I really like the story. I want to see more of it really. I want to kind of, mm -hmm. um, I want to see what happens. Like, it would be nice to see what happens when someone else gets in the way of this hunter. Because I imagine mm. there's just like, like how you, in your head, how how would he deal with that? Like, say if the war boss does show up and he's in front of the kind of his main objective, and you know this librarian knows that he's on a clock. Like, yeah. Does it? Does he just power through the war boss? Does he kind of throw guys into it to kind yeah, of like kill off like? I feel like this chapter is like extreme, like sudden violence. And it's kind of like the, the crocodile, but like they don't do it because of crocodile. It's just, you know, if somebody's being violent with you, you have to be then more yeah, violent. You have to be fire, more sudden. Fire with fire kind exactly. of Exactly. You know? So, you know, they approach that war boss and I feel like the librarian's go-to move would just be like fucking open a warp portal of death, you know? Uh, I forget yeah. what that psychic move was called, but like the eye of doom or whatever, you know, where it's just like, extreme like the absolute max amount of force he uses on every situation he encounters you know yeah yeah most definitely yeah, yeah i i love these guys i can't wait to see him paint it up that's my that's my <laughs> next thing i yeah. just want to see him paint it up we'll i love the there. use of like the gravis armor where they're just these thick burly boys yeah just don't mess around and yeah i i uh I have a bunch of Think Sons of Horus where they have those like uh, pyramid uh, armor spikes. I have mm. a bunch of those that I'm going to put on their legs and it's basically called the gator guard, the chapter calls it, where it's like if a gator does bite their leg, they have these pyramid spikes to kind of like fucking yeah. beat them off with or whatever. Something to, something to bite back. Yeah, ex exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my story. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. I, I really enjoyed like flexing my creative muscle doing this um like i know some of it's clunky and i know what i need to improve on next time but that's the thing like now i know and i've i've done something i'm happy i'm happy no yeah i think it's a great start i i'm waiting for the full book though like, <laughs> yeah i don't think that will ever happen i oh, i honestly like just like short 40k stories like i 40k is such an interesting universe but i feel like the longer you stay in it the the harder it is to to find the reality in it or yeah. to find the believability every, in it you know every every story has downtime i think is the issue yeah and in 40k you just don't want that you yeah just i just don't, don't want, want any downtime. Downtime i just want my short stories that have a very like good point you can toss in a light little plot twist in there real quick too toss him some nice little 40k humor 
Like, I, yeah. you know, a perfect line with orcs is just orcs shooting in the general direction of your enemy. Like, they don't care. Yeah, They're exactly. just fucking unloading, you know? The, the wall of bullets coming <laughs> through. And, yeah, yeah I, I think that's the nice thing. These guys just don't fall into any traps. Is The story should symbolize what... I mean, that's a good piece of advice for any writers out there. The story should kind of encapsulate the way the army works anyway. And mm -hmm. Having, like, an explosive story where it just you know, goes in there and it deals with things is a really great way to kind of put across the feeling of the army as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I would genuinely love to hear everyone else's feedback. Um, yeah, I've read hundreds of your guys' lore, so now it's your turn to once again critique me. But uh, yeah, if you want to support the show, uh, you can email us at lore, or you can go to Patreon, Lorehammer Listener, lore, throw us a dollar. Also, email lore... I've done this so many times, my mind's broke. You get to the 100th ep episode and you start to think, what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. The fact that you've been able to talk about yourself for one minute is just yeah. really thrown you. Um, <laughs> Throw me for the loop. Let's just that everyone uh, like and follow. Yeah. You know, hit up the Patreon, send all of your listener lore over through listenerlore.gmail. It's gmail. Gmail.com. We got it. Whatever. Links in the yeah. description. Thanks so much. 100 episodes. That's awesome. Uh, Dude, congratulations, man. I've enjoyed them all. But yeah, like honestly, I, I the ones that I was on. <laughs> I I appreciate all the stories people have been sending in. Like I have hundreds of stories. People like clearly driven to write 40k short fiction for their own armies, and I'm happy to continue reading it. So see you all on 101. Adios. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.